Welcome to another episode of the Voices of Veritas podcast. I'm Candice Pritz, Community Relations with Veritas Christian Academy, and I'm with VCA Latin instructors Mrs. Joy Coe, Mr. Nick Phillips, Mrs. Heidi Dean, and Mrs. Mariana Waldhausen. Latin is an integral part of classical Christian education. It is one of many things that sets classical Christian education apart from all other educations. In other words, Latin is a major part of the classical difference. Ready? Troyae qui primus aboris, Italian fato perfugus lawina qui venit litora. Multum ille et teris yactatus et alto vi superum. Saiwe memorem, unoni sobirum, multa quoque et bello passus. Dum conduret urbem inferatque deus latio. Genus unde latino albanique patres atque altae moenia romae. Veritas went through a very positive and major improvement for a Latin reboot beginning this year. Let's talk about all the good that's happening with Latin. We are super excited to share all the good things happening in the Latin classrooms this year. First, let me affirm why we're doing what we're doing with Latin at Veritas. Because of the particular nature of the highly structured Latin language, children benefit in many cross-curricular ways. Latin is shown to strengthen math skills. It improves vocabulary and reading, particularly with word attack, because so much of our own language is based from Latin. Um, many would say at least 60% of our words come from Latin, and some would say that's even conservative. When you start getting into science and medical fields, it's much higher. So it's going to improve um, standardized test scores. And I like to joke with my kids that their brains are actually going to grow in size as they study Latin because it actually is shown to strengthen the brain mm -hmm. and, and add brain density um, and just generally strengthen ordered thinking skills. 
What are some specific changes we've made in grammar school Latin instruction this year, Joy? So the biggest thing is that we have taken um, the burden of teaching Latin off the shoulders of the actual classroom teachers, and now we have a Latin instruction, or excuse me, a Latin instructor um, dedicated to teaching them Latin. That makes um, not only the job of those teachers a little bit easier, lets them focus on the things that they that are their strengths. Um, but it also streamlines the Latin instruction. It makes it more consistent, more regular. Um, so I'm in those classrooms, third, fourth, and fifth grades, twice a week at an enrichment level. So we do vocabulary. I throw in a little culture. We do a lot of singing and chanting. We play a lot of games. So our goal in the grammar classroom is to give them kind of a sneak preview to Latin make it fun, make it enjoyable, make it something that they look forward to, that they feel excited about learning at a deeper level once they get to logic school, uh, just to sort of plant the seeds that this is part of the culture of Veritas. This is who we are. This is what everyone here does. And you get to start to play a role in that even mm -hmm. as a grammar school student. That's really exciting and insightful. Um, Heidi, what are some differences seen with Latin in the logic school this year? In the logic school, we are trying to focus on bite-sized units that we master. And there's that Latin phrase, festina lente, which is to make haste, but slowly, to make haste slowly. So we're trying to cover certainly a good rapid pace, but making sure that the students really get to delve into each word, looking at English derivatives, um, because Latin is really fascinating even to the beginner learner, which is kind of myself. I don't have strong um, advanced mastery of Latin, but it is fun to make so many connections, whether it's a noun, a verb, almost every single word in Latin carries over to English. And so it's really fun to see, for instance, uh, we've looked at the word fabula, which is story. How did that become fable? And then how did it become fabulous? Because our book directed us that fabulous is also a derivative. So the students kind of thought about that, like, does a fable get stretched? And it's like, oh, that's almost fantastic or a little bit artificial sounding and become fabulous. Or the students have been working on porto versus porta with an A ending and seeing different English words that come from those two. So one being a verb like transport or portable, but one being a noun, a portal, a portal, a gate, you know? And so it's really interesting to see the English um, way that we have adapted Latin words. And they actually have a lot of fun thinking about the English vocabulary. Uh, we try to be playful with it. Like when we learned the word for burning, ardeo, which you can see the word ardor in there, but we also try to focus on arson because ardeo changes and it's ardeo, ardere, arsi, arsus. And arson, we get really kind of maniacal little uh, way that we go about performing that. So we do try to perform all of our verbs in the way that you would think about it, mm -hmm. whether fast or slow or voco, vocare, um, or woco, if you're saying it in the classical pronunciation. And I think that that helps even embody um, the meaning of it so that like you kind of think of that word that way for the rest of your life, woco, vocare, vocawi, hmm. as though you're calling someone. And so we're trying to include more physical motion, um, keeping the pace um, kind of rapid where we're switching different gears so that we're 
practicing different things, whether it's our verbs, our nouns, our endings, our declensions. Um, and I think that that kind of keeps them focused, but we're constantly working on mastery, constantly reviewing and keeping pieces, a lot of different pieces in motion at all times so that they don't forget those parts that we've already worked on. So they are taking to it. They are doing a great job. It's encouraging to see the progressional Latin ladder our students are climbing. Um, Mariana and Nick, could you share what's going on in rhetoric school Latin classrooms? So one of the things we're doing differently this year in the rhetoric school, um, we've tried a new curriculum called Latin Alive. It's a very approachable um, curriculum. The new concepts are broken down into bite-sized pieces, and students have responded really well to that so far. Uh, yeah, in addition to that, uh, we're trying to, uh, as Ms. Valthausen said, make uh, the language less scary. It can be an intimidating language at first, and it really doesn't have to be that way. Uh, the rules of Latin are way more consistent than the rules of English, and the vocabulary is actually much smaller. Um, I mean, 2,500 Latin words, and you've got a pretty fluent vocabulary as opposed to uh, being in the tens of thousands with English uh, or Greek, say. Uh, and so part of what we're trying to do, both in logic school and in rhetoric school, is to make Latin less intimidating and to create an atmosphere of approachability to the language. And first of all, the Latin Alive textbook does that very well um, in terms of, as Ms. Valtausen said, breaking things down into smaller, um, more bite-sized, uh, she used the perfect term for that, pieces. In addition to that, um, showing students that Latin isn't a, a dead language, as it's often called, um, that's uh, inaccurate. I mean, it's not spoken as an everyday language by really anyone anymore, but that doesn't mean it's a dead language. Uh, it's the language of 60% of it and Greek are the languages of 60% of our English uh, vocabulary. It's used in the sciences. It's used in theology. It was uh, and still is the official language of the world's largest Christian denomination. Um, the list goes on and on, um, and not to mention the fact that it's a beautiful language. And so uh, hopefully with the new curriculum, we're able to show students the beauty of the Latin language and that it's not as intimidating and difficult as the world around us projects. What's been your favorite part of teaching Latin at Veritas. My favorite part is reading Latin texts with students once they've um, seen their study through to the rightful and appropriate culmination, which is reading texts written in Latin. I'm teaching Honors Latin 4 this year, <clears throat> and we're studying Virgil's Aeneid in Latin. Um, and it's been really exciting to talk about the cultural and historical implications of the Aeneid, but also why it's beautiful poetry. In order to make it seem more alive. Um, one thing that I've been trying to do and uh, that we've been trying to do as a school, and uh, I've been teaching for, for many years, but this is my first year teaching Latin, and so it's uh, very exciting in that respect. But uh, to we've been trying to inject um, more of the, the culture of the Romans and uh, also to see more 
Latin as it's actually used um, today. And so, for instance, uh, we will listen to hymns and chants in Latin and things like that so that they can hear um, they can hear it spoken as uh, any language is intended to be that's intended to be spoken. So, Well, thank you for sharing and for joining us today. Now is a great time to be at Veritas learning Latin. This has been so encouraging. Veritas family, be listening for future podcasts. Send any suggestions of something you'd like to hear discussed to cpritz at veritasnc.org. Have a blessed day.